evening, everybody. Welcome to the table. Hello. Good evening. It's been two weeks. Can yes. you believe it? And we're still missing Obi. We are. Although he is officially back in the country, probably sleeping off the hours of his late night, early morning flight back. Long flight. If you are listening, Obi, welcome home. We hope you had a really lovely time. Although we did see some lovely photographs. Yeah. And uh, what temperature did he say, James, it was over 43, there? 43, was it? 43. Wow. wow, I think no. it reached 23 here. So 43 is pretty That's hot. Pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, that is outrageously hot. I think my skin would have just melted off my body if I was out there in that temperature. Not for me. <laughs> but if he enjoys it, great. <laughs> so we look forward to having Obi with us in a couple of weeks' time, hmm. where no doubt he will tell us a little about his travels. And no doubt as well with our Obi that God has been speaking to mm. him. Um, so I'm excited to hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Have you had a good week, gents? Yes. I have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have. You had to think back on the week then, yeah. didn't you? Think, oh, gosh. God's been in the week. Yeah. God's been speaking. I love that. And that's always good. So, yeah. So we wondered tonight whether we wanted to talk about some scriptures that, I don't know, whether we've held on to over the years, something that's really relevant for now. So, yeah. Are you guys up for that tonight? Yeah, yeah we're, here. we're ready. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. I really love to get into the word. And I think it's really great if we can just share with you lovely people that are listening some of the scriptures that God has really, I don't know, been steadfast in mm. keeping going back to and stuff. So I'm looking forward to this because the word of God is alive mm. and always speaking. And um, I'm a great firm believer if you're not reading your word regularly, you're missing out. So I hope that we can inspire you to pick up your word and get into it. And um, yeah, if you have got time, if you're not doing a jog like Stuart shared last time, listening to a podcast whilst running, <laughs> um, get your Bible out. Um, come and check out some of these scriptures that we're going to share. And um, yeah, we just really hope that the Father speaks to you as much as he has done to us through these. So gents, who wants to go first? Well, I wondered about flipping it around and asking you. Oh, you asked us the questions. <laughs> I can see your notes. I can see what you're going to say. Oh, can you? Wow. Do you know what? Um, yesterday at church, I just thought, do you know what? I want to write some of them down. And okay. Just are, these, are these scriptures that go back away for you? Yeah, some of them okay. do. Yeah. One of them definitely that as a family we're sitting in at the moment. Okay. Um, but others are, yeah. I mean, I became a Christian... When I was about 13, a um, uh, bit of history, my mum started going to church. Um, she was in her late 20s. She'd studied with the Jehovah Witnesses for a couple of years. Okay. Um, background is my great granny um, was a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, so there was always some kind of faith. Mum used to go, I think it was to a Jew clothes or something like that, some kind of Christian yep. thing mm. um, in the local area. And so there'd always been some kind of thread of Jesus mm. in our life. And um, whilst mum was studying with Jehovah Witnesses, something just didn't sit right with her. Yeah. And um, I was quite a child that grew up with quite, I remember being quite fearful and anxious and quite a worrier. And my mum started going to church on her own and that set my worries off. And mm -hmm. I thought I hated, I remember I must have been 12. I remember hating the idea that she went to church on her own. So I started oh, to go really? with her. So was that because she was on her own, you were anxious for her or yeah. being left 
without her? No, her going okay. alone. Okay. I remember feeling like that with my brother. If I ever saw him in the playground yeah. without a friend, mm-hmm. it just would want to make me cry. I okay. hated the idea of anyone doing something by themselves. Okay. Um, so I started to go with her. Mm. And uh, little did I know that mm-hmm. my life would never quite be the same again. Um, wow. so I'm into that. Yeah. So from being 12? I started at 12. Okay. Yeah. I'd say I gave my life to the Lord at about 13. Okay. And um, very, very quickly, my first scripture that I absolutely love was Malachi 3.10 to 12 about the tithes and the offerings. Interesting um, one. That was a, re- yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, because at 13, 14, yeah. you're like, what a random yeah. one. But it's something that has been really steadfast to keep okay. going back to you. God's promise. So mm-hmm. I want to read it because yeah, there's no point in us chatting about it without reading. And what's the full reference if people are listening? So Ooh. it is Malachi 3, 10 to 12. But I think it's always good to have stuff in context because if we don't read around it, sometimes we can misunderstand. So correct me if I'm wrong, Stuart, because <laughs> I am no scholar. Um, yeah, God was challenging his people. Um, and talking to them and um, sort of saying, you know, you've stolen from me. And he's like, why? Why? What do you mean we've stolen from you? And he starts to sort of challenge them saying, you know, you've not been giving me the tithes and the offerings and really challenging their hearts and challenging where they're at. And um, then God goes on to speak this over his people. Bring all of your tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. (laughs) Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I mean, I <laughs> just love it. It's beautiful. I love the challenge beforehand <coughs> mm-hmm. that he's challenging attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that I think later on in life, I got went back mm. and sort of read around it and then started to see that there was this constant challenge of what they weren't doing. Okay. And that call back to do something that they should have been doing mm. um, with the tithe and offerings and their heart towards God and being obedient. Mm-hmm. And that God's saying and making this promise that when you do these things, this is the promise. Okay. This is the thing that I will do over you. And um, that being something that God really impressed quite heavily on me, that obedience, that knowing what he was asking of his mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and doing it. And knowing that, pr- knowing that promise that covers was something that really struck me. And from probably 13, 14, that's been a scripture that I've held on to. And, and and you found a way of connecting with that even at that age because yeah. tithing's often spoken of in terms of salary mm-hmm. and, and gift aid and direct debits or standing orders. It's that kind of language sometimes people talk about it. Yeah. In, and, and yet you were grabbing something from this scripture at 13, 14. Yeah, I think it was that, I think the sense of obedience. Okay. Understanding what he was asking. Yeah. Because I think when you understand what it is that he's asking and then you see what he promises afterwards, why wouldn't you do Mm. what he's asking of you? Um, And then I went into full-time employment at 16. So very quickly it was a bit like, I tithe. 
So you could put that into mm. practice straight pretty, pretty much straight away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And at that age, there's there's something profound with so many options, so many opportunities seemingly open to us. And of course, not all of them are, but mm. y- it's presented as if they're all open to us. And to have that call of God at that young age, mm. as we begin to realize, hey, I'm, I belong to the Lord and, and everything I have is his. And yeah. yes, he's asking me for a tithe, but everything's his. Mm. Uh, and that's a, a radical thing to get your head around, isn't mm-hmm. it, at that age? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and more so as well, because we, I, um, I was performing back in those days. Mm-hmm. I've been on stage dancing from the age of about two and a half. Mm. So singing and dancing. Um, school was not my strong point, being dyslexic. And mm-hmm. my parents were given sound advice by a lovely head teacher, Mr. Wood, from Highhurstwood School all those years ago, saying, you know, find her something that she excels in outside of school. And okay. my parents, thank the Lord, found that creative side yeah. of me and released okay. that for me, mm. um, which I was thankful for. Um, so I was heading in that direction. Mm. I was going to go off and study more of that. And then mm. my dad got a job in Guernsey and off we went for three years and I ended up just working in a supermarket. Yeah. Not at all what I wanted, not at all what I was expecting to have to do at 16. Um, <laughs> but God's hand yeah. over that yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. And like you say, him speaking something quite random mm. for me at such a Sydney. young age to yeah. speak that into me. Yeah, I think you look back, isn't it? Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I can look back at 43 and can go, I can so see what God yeah. was doing. Mm. <laughs> at the time, did I yeah. fully understand it all? All I did yeah. know was this call to obedience and this call that I was called to do something with my finances mm. that held a massive promise mm. behind it of being able to trust him that yeah. not mm. a single grape is going to fall from your vine before it is ready. Mm. That's pretty solid promise mm. that it was like, okay, trust him with the tithe and the offering. It wasn't, you, d- you don't have a choice of one or the other, yep. both. And what he's done with me being able to be honest and trustworthy mm-hmm. with that. Mm. I've never gone without, even when my bank account was empty. Yeah. And I moved back from Guernsey and I had not a single penny. I had no job. I was mm-hmm. trying to find gigs mm. when my petrol went down to empty and I needed to get to an audition. Randomly, five pounds would turn up. Mm-hmm. Randomly, just enough money to fill up my tank would go mm. there. And seeing those things just yeah. cements his word, cements yeah. going, <coughs> well, I've trusted you and I've given you even when I'm thinking yeah. this maths don't add up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm honouring you first yeah. because your word tells yeah. me that if I honour you first and foremost with my tithes and my offering, and that offering can be time, it can be more money, it mm-hmm. depends. Yeah. Um, he has been faithful. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a strong word and one that I really hope to instill in the boys as yeah. well as yeah. they grow. It's a great principle. That they would understand this because I think yeah. if you've got your place in an early age of understanding that, your money is not your own mm. to abuse. Honour God with it. Yeah. And look what he will honour you for your heart for. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I've always, well, if I call it kingdom maths, <laughs> I've experienced it. They don't add up yeah. <laughs> at yeah. all. You, you can't begin to bring a calculator into it. Yeah. yeah. God just blesses you. But looking back at the scripture, verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Mm. I just, for me, I think that's, there's a, depth to that we've been talking about finances Mm. but it's everything 
It's your whole heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bring your whole life. Mm. Surrender your whole life to me mm. and see what yeah. I will do. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I don't know if I'm crazy here, but it links really well with that verse we were talking about, um, Second Chronicles. Mm. I'll just read that out. For the eyes of the, lo- the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Mm. And again, it's that same message, isn't it? That when uh, we give our full tithe, we give our full heart to him. See that he will just turn mm. around and look after us, bless us, whatever the, the word is. He, uh, I've seen that. In that, in my life, in my family's life, that mm. when we give everything, mm. oh, he gives it back, yeah. pushed down and overflowing. Yeah, and these are both passages that we've you've chosen that have come amidst some real challenge. Yeah. So God's, as often is happening in the prophetic books, there's a, a difficult word being shared, and there's an undercurrent always of God's love. It's always there, and yeah. I, I remember um, one time going through one of the times I've read through. Um, the Bible often in a year but then noticing as I got to these small prophetic books that they seem to be so challenging so mm. you might read them as almost harsh and yet in every single one there's a reference to God's underlying love yeah. mm-hmm. and it's because of his love that he's challenging his people mm. um, because their lives have got off track and there's there's brokenness and sin and and disobedience not just in religious terms but in terms of justice and righteousness yeah. and things that really matter to God and the passage about tithes is is in that context. It's one after another thing that's that's being listed in this book of Malachi. God's calling his people back. And James, the verse you just read, um, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Uh, the very next phrase is, you've done a foolish thing. Because yeah. uh, it's a particular command and challenge to Asa, the king of Judah mm-hmm. at the time. And, um, and how it is that God... Um, <coughs> says such beautiful and powerful things in the midst of challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and here this this is one of my favorite verses of that, that i remember hearing on a song years ago it was just read out as part of a song i think steve camp was the the singer and uh, the, the album was called justice and i remember this particular phrase that he, he read out from two chronicles so powerful mm. about the eyes of the lord searching for those whose hearts are completely his. Well, I found that verse. I mean, I've read the Bible again and again and again, but you miss things, don't you? Yeah. I, I found that verse well, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And I mentioned it to Stuart, and he was like, yeah, it's one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I thought I'd found this amazing verse that no one else knew about. <laughs> Somehow it had been overlooked yeah. for generations. Yes, there we go. Yeah, sorry, I think that's James. the joy of the word, though. You can yeah, read it, yeah. and, and that's why it is alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit reveals different things in different areas where you've read the book before, mm. and mm. then all of a sudden something comes alive, and it almost like slaps you in the face, and you yeah. go, oh my. And it's, it's a fresh revelation for a time yep. and a yep. season, and you might reread that again in a year's time, and it just not have mm-hmm. the same impact. But it's the Father so wanting mm. to speak into that situation. Well, I read that verse. It struck me a lot. And then I've moved on, and I, I'm now in Psalms. And actually, there's so many more passages mm. that just echo <laughs> yeah. yes. exactly yeah. the same thing again and again. And I, I think it's God's God speaking to me at the moment. Yeah, there there are some verses which become and some themes. And actually, no verses which link to themes which become part of the revelation God's given us. Mm. That they're deeply embedded within us. Yeah. 
And that could be one of those for you, James, I mm -hmm. think, where y you begin noticing again and again bits of scripture yeah. that connects in. And Joe, Eda, that, that verse you read about the ties, that's, that's links to a promise of God connected with wholehearted devotion. Mm. And I suspect that's one of those deep revelations yeah. that you've been given yeah. that, that you just see again and again. Mm -hmm. um, I, I noticed, you're saying about noticing things afresh. I noticed as you read the Malachi passage, something that we'll all know, but it came afresh again, was that phrase, test me in yeah. this. And we're told not to test the Lord. Yes. And yet mm. in Malachi, God's saying, no, 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 test me in this one thing. Mm -hmm. Prove me to be faithful. Mm. I, again, it just, just stood out to me. And I love how that's happened where you're reading scripture and there's something that comes out afresh. Yeah. Yep. And I really loved that. That he's, mm. it, it, it kind of really cements that promise that mm. he's saying to his people. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really, it, I don't know, there's just that greater confidence yeah. as I'm reading that, that he is saying, I'm not going to fail in this, trust me. Yeah. Test me as much as you like. <laughs> this is my promise over you yeah. if you do these things and it's mm. never it's always a for our good mm. everything that mm. there's the challenge everything that is come that he was speaking over his people were for their good yeah because let's face it if adam and eve hadn't done what they'd done we'd all be living in the garden of eden we would all be because that is the father's what he desperately wanted was for us all to be in mm. his presence always and never having to have the struggles that we have. He didn't want any of that for us. And his grace and his mercy is that he sent Jesus all those years later mm -hmm. to want to kind of make it right that we would be able to be one with him. Mm. And you think from the front of the Bible, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, the heartbeat of the Father yeah. is that I don't want you to suffer. I yeah. don't want you to go through hardships you're going to. Mm. But what I have for you is blessing. What I have for you is I can get you through it. What I have for you is that there is eternity. What I have for you is as kingdom promises. Keep focus. Keep being obedient. Trust me. And it's that place of going, yeah, everything he challenged his people over and he challenges us now mm. is for our good because of mm. what he has for us and mm -hmm. wants yeah. for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's so much in Genesis. I'm, I'm, I'm restraining myself <laughs> yeah. from, from following up on your Genesis <laughs> comment there because I just want to dive in. But uh, I want to come back to you, James, if I may. That Because we heard from Joeda how that passage from Malachi impacted her as a teenager. How It's only been two weeks, okay? So <laughs> this may not have gone deep yet. But, but that passage in two Chronicles, what's it been doing for you mm. as you've read that and read that again and reflected on it and sensed the Lord speaking through it? What's been its impact on you? It has only been two weeks. Um, I think this you, is going to be... You went wow, didn't you? you there was mm. something you'd seen in that that came afresh. Um, I have to be very careful that it comes across in the right way because I get excited that God wants to bless me, but I don't want it to be come across that... I'm going to get blessed by God. And isn't that great? And it's all about me. It's not, mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. right. It's, I'm excited to be in the right place with God and excited that he's going to bless me in the sense that he's going to work with me. Mm -hmm. He's going to use me more. Things are going to happen in my life mm -hmm. because I'm in alignment with God's will mm -hmm. yeah. and obedient to him. So I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited for the future, mm. spiritually speaking, like a little bit, little by, little bit like a, 
a boy before, a little boy before Christmas or a birthday. I'm like, yes, I'm really hungry, and this this encourages me mm. that I I know I'm in the right place with God. Yeah, um, because I I know I'm in the right place because I've I have slipped up, and when I slip up, I go oops, and I have to confess my sins or get right with God. Mm. I mean. I've got it right at the moment. Thank goodness. It's hard work, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, yeah. And God's promises over people that are right with him and are focused on him and pointing in his direction are powerful. Yeah, they are. And that is exciting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... But I'm not trying to be selfish with that. No, no. But that's good to hear that there's a there's a level of excitement there about Oh, that. yeah. Because the, the verse you read out, I think it was from NIV, and it talks about God wanting to strengthen those whose hearts are his. Mm. So that's, as you said, it's not just blessing for blessing's sake. No. It's, because again, I think that's that's a, we haven't got time to go into that, but that's a misunderstanding of yeah. what blessing is. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's God's <coughs> abundance for his call. Um, mm-hmm. to, it's always for a purpose. Yeah. And so that sense of God strengthening those whose hearts are his is what you've just been talking about. Well, the more God strengthens you, the more God empowers you, it's not for you to have a some sort of on-your-own party. It's to give out, isn't yeah. it? It's when God strengthens us, yeah. it's so that we can serve the kingdom, serve others around us. Mm. It's, uh, the analogy of a, a pond that's stagnant, it has no water coming in or no water going out, that's rubbish. Mm. But if you have a fresh pond that's got yeah. been fed, with fresh water, it's got to release that water downstream mm. to serve mm. others, to bless others mm. around them. So, yeah, that's, that's what great. it's all about, isn't it? I love, though, the fact, and we shouldn't be apologetic for the fact that the father will be speaking to his son and saying to you, son, I see your wholeheartedness mm. and I'm going to strengthen you. Do you know what I mean? We shouldn't be afraid to be in a situation that we mm. might ruffle other people's feathers. No, we don't ever want to be arrogant about it. But your dad is saying to you, your heavenly father has said to you, son, I see your wholeheartedness and I'm going to come and strengthen <coughs> you. Now, to be completely honest, there is something that the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that I haven't surrendered to God fully. And this is quite a new revelation. And it's self-reliance on m- my ability to earn money. Okay. Um, how do I unpack that? So... I'm trusted in my own ability to earn money, mm-hmm. to provide for my own future, which is actually completely in, in line with how the word the world works. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I think that way? Obviously, but I th- really sense God saying, "You're not trusting me hmm. yeah. with the finances." Yeah. So I've got to step out of 49 years worth of mindset mm-hmm. that I have to rely on my own strength mm. for my own finances. There's something that that God's saying he wants to take me out of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like. And you can't just change your mindset. Yeah. Um, and Okay, God, I'm not right. You, you can't do that. So yeah. all I can do is say, God, I, I know you want more from me yeah. mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. And I repent and I surrender that to you and just say, and you wait then. You, you say that prayer. I'm sorry, God, I'm not doing it your way. And you wait and see how he works it out in your life. You can don't know more than that. You can't change the wiring of your own mind or your own heart yourself so easily. Yeah. Just allow the Holy Spirit to do that in you. So that's my little journey I'm doing now. 
I'm, I'm relieved to hear you say there's a little journey that God's taking you on. Because a few minutes ago when you said, I'm in a good place and <laughs> I've slipped up and I'm okay at the moment. I thought, oh, that's great to hear. Perfect question. There's no such <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, just, I just felt really? strangely uneasy and I wasn't expecting to feel that. Like, oh, okay. Because there's, there's always a... There's always something. Something that in my life, anyway, you know, you kind of, you're aware in any day that God's revealing something to you. Oh, yeah. Is, mm-hmm. he's, he's drawing you closer and there's stuff to leave behind yeah. every single day. All the day. time, yes. So I'm I'm relieved to hear. Sorry, you. I'm painting the too perfect a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask? So how I always feel there are certain language, certain choice of words, sin, repent, things like this. Unpack that in what I'd call layman terms. Because that can cause people to really stumble over a religious mm-hmm. place. Um, Good question. So it would be great to unpack that and take it back from using other language that it explains that to others that wouldn't instantly put them off going, oh, religious people sin, religious people repent. How else can we word that yeah. and say that in a way in today, in 2023, that doesn't put people going, oh, church people? So are you going to go, James? <laughs> Which one? Um, I've got to f- go on. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to form the words, but I, I'd feel so. I might give way to Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like uh, for me that the scripture is so strong in what it says yeah. about how you should live your life if you don't obey, trying not to be no, too religious. No, that, that's if you don't obey the commands of God, and he, Jesus, God, He does command us. Then um, they're not called the Ten Suggestions. They're called the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And there's more than the Ten Commandments. Um, so if you're not obeying God, you're in sin, to use a religious word. I think that for me is... Go on. It's <laughs> just bringing those words into a place where... It just brings it down into a level where somebody understands it more. Yeah. Because words... Words can just almost stop people from Mm -hmm. understanding. And I think sometimes we need to kind of unpack that gently Mm. and Mm. using word and terminology that stops that breakthrough of that religious kind of place. It's actually, no, let's not stumble over the words. This is what they mean. And do you agree with what it means? Well, then you can say the word without it being stumbling. And for me, repent and sin can be two of the words. I've been tussling with myself. I'm going, how do I explain this? How I want to use words and terminology that absolutely are fundamentally true. Mm -hmm. They're not watered down, but use it in a way that isn't churchy. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. I think there's some inherent challenges in that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, this won't have been on the podcast, but we were having a chat earlier about different cultures mm-hmm. and how different cultures, um, from you don't notice your own culture until you are kind of observing another yeah. and you or, or some being observed by someone mm-hmm. else and you have the conversation that helps with that. So I think out some of our discomfort around the language of sin or repentance is because we've tried to explain it to others for who are outside of a Christian bubble or mm-hmm. a Christian culture, if you like. And there's a level of disquiet and discomfort 
outside of the mm -hmm. church uh, around language of sin. And that can be for different reasons, I suspect. Um, one of those, and I think this is probably the, uh, the, the longest lasting problem with this, is that people have felt, some people have felt, that they are being pointed at and told that they are sinners. Yes. Um, and that somehow, the implication being that doesn't apply to those inside mm -hmm. the church. Mm -hmm. And that so there's a separation. Yep. This is something for outsiders, not for insiders. Mm -hmm. And the three of us and Obi, were he here, would want to paint the opposite picture and say, no, 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 no. Church isn't a place for sin-free people. It's a place <laughs> for people who know that they're utterly dependent on God. Yeah. Who know mm -hmm. what a mess they completely make again and again. Yeah. And it's because of God's goodness and grace and mercy and forgiveness that mm -hmm. we get to be his it's nothing because of us so we'd yeah. we'd emphasize our sinfulness our dependence on god and, and god's redeeming work in us i'm using religious language again but i think that, that so there's first it's a danger that we point the finger we mustn't mm, do that yeah um jesus um, interestingly the word sinner is used in the new testament in the gospels <coughs> and when you look at when jesus uses the word he only uses the word sinner as a label for somebody in the context that it's being used of them by someone else, and and so they're they're being labelled. People are being labelled sinners, and he mm -hmm. goes, "Okay, well, what are these sinners then?" And then he talks about sinner in that context. He never actually otherwise points the finger and calls someone a sinner. So it's mm. it's quite interesting. He's turning the term around, yeah, and showing that actually the religious leaders are the sinners just as mm. much as the ones outside. Yeah, um, the difference being that the ones outside know that they're sinners. And the ones inside the religious institutions don't. <laughs> so that's the first challenge. Yeah. Um, so we can, I think, help with that somewhat, though it's a difficult one to get past on an interpersonal level. Mm. The second issue is more of a challenge because I think this comes down to a definition of what sin is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we, if you go back to Genesis, we get this sense that there's a choice that the first man and woman are presented with, which is either they let God determine what right and wrong is. Yeah. Eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil seems to represent that. Or they determine what good and evil is, mm -hmm. and they choose to determine what's right and wrong. And that's something that we perpetuate. We continue <laughs> We've throughout generations. Yeah. We, we live as if God isn't God. We live as if we are. And we get to decide. And I'm not sure that any of us have a really clear handle on what that looks like because mm. we're, we're still living a little bit of that day to day. But I think that's particularly hard to explain to people who haven't had an encounter with yes. the Holy Spirit or with Christ mm -hmm. because, uh, James, you talk about the default pattern of being responsible for ourselves and our own income and our mm. own earning. And that's what you do. Yeah. But actually it's not the biblical pattern because he's responsible yeah. yeah which is why there's a sabbath and you have a rest and yeah. a day off where you trust it to the lord because you're not producing and it reminds you that he is mm -hmm. um and so there's this biblical worldview which says actually god's in charge he's the king he's lord of all the earth and we come back to the james's point which is he has got a right way for us to live mm -hmm. and a way that leads to life and there's a way that leads to death and so the biblical picture is to portray all those things which lead to death, ours and the death of others, as sin. 
They lead us away from God. And I think you have to paint a bit of a picture to help people see that these two paths, um, one of which looks like it's the right, normal, everyday thing to do, but actually it's leading away from God's yeah. best plan. Um, and so it's, it's, yes, it is commands, but they're commands for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that can help. But there is always going to be a bit of a, a gap if someone is not wanting to listen. Mm. I suspect, yeah. and, and often because we've we've not <coughs> explained it well, so I think the onus is on us, not to point the finger, other than on ourselves, and to explain graciously and and better than we have. Mm. Um, but that's the beginnings of an answer, perhaps. I love it towards that. Answered, done, and I like it. I like the way that there is that challenge of how we are, and what we're doing with our language in judging mm. and pointing the finger. And I love that. I, yeah. I love the fact that that was spoken out, Stuart, and I think sometimes we need to have those moments where we challenge those things as a church to say, what are we using this language for? Are we using it against people? Let's unpack that language that people don't feel judged and you're the sinner. And, Mm. and And sometimes that hard language that I think has not done the church as a whole, not just our yeah, church, the church yeah. as a whole, not any favours and yeah, misrepresented right. Jesus's heart in all of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And yet, and yet we don't, there is a day when Jesus will judge. Absolutely. And so we don't want to pretend that um, that isn't going to happen either. Yeah. And, it, and that's a, a judgment of justice mm-hmm. as well that's coming where the poor and downtrodden and overlooked and mistreated will be there. Their cries will be heard. Yeah. And so what an awesome day that will be. Anyway, that's slightly off topic. But that was great off topic. Loved it. (laughs) Thank you. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Have you got another verse for us, Joeda? Was there one more? Or more than one more? (laughs) Have you got a list? There's a few. Because there's a water jug in the way, so I can't James. Sorry, I can can read upside down quite nicely. There are a few, but I'm very well. We haven't heard. You go for it. I'd like to hear one more of yours and then I'll I'll come up with something. Um hmm, Proverbs three. Trust Five in the Lord. Six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his yeah. will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Yeah, come on. That. <laughs> do you know what? We need to start taking the word of God mm. and taking it and living on it mm. and standing on it and trusting in it. And, and I shared last time when I had my breakdown they were sometimes the only things that I could read. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. do anything. But having those words and having that to choose to say, okay, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart because mm. I haven't got much else right now. Mm-hmm. But And I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. And it's that place. And, and for me, it kind of goes hand in hand with Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. The two of them, for me, go together. My thoughts are nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like your yeah. thoughts and that challenge of going yeah. stop mm-hmm. trust me mm-hmm. with everything you've got trust me because i see something that you don't <laughs> trust me yeah <laughs> don't depend on your understanding depend on the god that yeah. i am because my ways are not your ways you aren't going to be able to understand all things but seek me <laughs> in everything that you do and i will give you the right path to walk and they're fundamental yeah funda blinking mental in my walk with god because i haven't understood a lot of things i didn't understand why he gave me a voice i was in 
looking to sign with a, and I'd signed with a label, was mm-hmm. looking to go and record more albums and stuff. And he mm-hmm. said, no, it's not what I've got for you. Mm-hmm. I'd been my life staged from two and a half. And at 21, yeah. he's saying, this is not what I've got for you, daughter. Give it up. And I gave up my career. Mm-hmm. Um, don't understand it. There's a lot of times when I haven't un- generally haven't understood. Mm. And I've had a choice in that moment to throw my toys out the pram and go, I don't know who you are, God. Yeah. And what you're doing, but I don't like it. I'm walking the other direction. But I yeah. think because he cemented so early on, it was a bit like, okay, I'm going to trust. I've got nothing else. Yeah, I am going to trust you. And yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why it took so long to meet my husband. And then yeah. I meet him and now I do know why. Because okay. he yeah. got a better version of me. Okay. Yeah. The timings were correct. <coughs> to everything. Yeah. God is in control of all things mm. because he knows us so much better than he know than than we know ourselves <laughs> and again that place of going do you trust do you yeah. trust and believe that my word is true that i say to you joeda daughter <laughs> don't lean on your understanding lean on me because i understand all things mm. and trust me in all things with all of your heart not little segments yeah. all of your heart and yeah and that whole thing where it says and he will show you which path to take yeah he has time and time and time again and it's yeah that the word of god when you choose to to i kind of want to say choose to eat it Mm. chew on it are you yeah chew on it is the word i use chew on it and then choose to go right i'm gonna swallow this even when he asked me to give up my singing career um I chose to swallow that pill. Now that Mm. felt like a gigantic dog bone I needed to swallow, (laughs) but it was like the smallest, silkiest pill. Once Mm. I put it in my mouth and thought, Mm. okay, I'm gonna trust you. It went down the hatch, didn't look back. Others around me didn't quite understand it. Yeah, And there's a piece, isn't there? I did have a piece. Because when you're in that tussle moment where you're, oh, shall I do what God has asked me to do? There's no peace in there until you make that decision. I can't say I took it that graciously because the next 12 months <laughs> where I worked, I fought. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I fought and yeah. I threw my toys out of the pram yeah. with God. And I have moments of going, what the heck am I doing here? And again, lean not on your own understanding. I then yeah. did 19 years at this company and spoke into people's lives mm-hmm. and got to pray for people and stuff that there was. I just didn't see what God was mm. doing. And I wasn't there for any other thing than him sharpening me and knocking some edges off me. (laughs) But again, it was that place of going, daughter, do you fundamentally trust that I have good things for you? Do you trust that I have got you? Do you, and it's that constant challenge of do you trust me? Do Mm. you know me? Well, if you don't trust me, do you not know me? So why don't you know me? Come away, daughter, and get to know me. And it's those things that I've been called to places where... I'm like, I don't get this. And why have you forgotten me? And why am I still going through this? <laughs> and yeah, I've seen those things manifest so many times that now I have no other choice, even at the stage of having my first child and it mm-hmm. being a horrendous journey. And three, four days in and me just having to do nothing. But he spoke to me about mm-hmm. an album to play when I was pregnant. And he spoke to me to say, well, you're laboring it labor through it and three days of laboring and it being really tough and it being a real spiritual warfare mm. my child was laid on my um chest with a um verse um i'm no longer a slave to fear i am mm. a child of god 
at that specific time. Yeah. He knows all things and he yep. was speaking over my child and speaking over me. Yeah. You you can't there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. there's no god in, there's no coincidence all yeah. of these things if you trust yeah <laughs> he shows you and because he's called me to trust him at times that have been really hard yeah. I can see what he was doing so yeah Proverbs three five and six trust in the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take mm-hmm. is yeah one that is like a full Sunday lunch when you yeah. eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a strong one for me. That's great. And he's he's God of the gap where the gap between his word initially coming to you for to give up your singing career mm. as, as an example mm. to, to then seeing some of the why mm. uh, and you probably haven't seen all of the why yet but yeah. some of the why and, and you probably look at Andy and your kids now and go okay yeah because totally. I wouldn't, wouldn't have met him I wouldn't have had them and so there's, there's some of that's a lot clearer now, but yeah. there was a long time when you mm-hmm. could have been asking why. I was why asking it, it for many a year, Stuart. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Thing is, as you're speaking those that out, you're showing your life, I really sense there is much, much more for you. <laughs> that the why will be answered in a much bigger way because he has... You ain't seen nothing yet. It's the kind of phrase that comes to my mind, actually. Is it? It's really interesting. The more you journey, the less you need the answer to the yes, why. Yes, that's so true. Don't you? Yeah, because absolutely. the more you see his character, the more you yeah. want to go, I just trust you. I don't you. care anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so many people would have probably tried to help you by saying, well, maybe there's a Christian this coming or mm. a worship that coming, all involving music still and looking kind of similar but different and... We try to make it make sense of yeah. what's happening, don't we? And and it doesn't always make sense. No. no. And there'll be people listening to this for whom, yeah, they've read a promise and and felt it was for them, and they haven't seen it fulfilled. And like, where's God in this? Yeah. What's what's happened? And that verse you've read from Proverbs: Trust in the Lord mm. with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. It's so powerful because that is the call to yeah. keep trusting. And it's. <coughs> It's when your understanding's run out, when we've got nothing left, <laughs> when it doesn't look like it's making sense. And we're not talking about doing foolish things. Yeah. Um, not just talking about acting on a whim mm-hmm. uh, and you know, j- doing something really daft just because, hey, I've kind of got this weird idea. This is, yeah. this is a responding to God's clear word and things don't seem to work out. And, and what do you do in that, in that gap? And God's proved himself faithful again. Mm-hmm. Just totally. as we were talking about with tithing, we've, w- each of us would have stories yeah. of, God's amazing provision again and again um, as he's called us to be faithful. Yeah. And he's so much more faithful. Yeah. Uh, and so with this this passage too, trust in the Lord. Haven't we seen that? Mm-hmm. Mm. But when there's a gap, uh, you talked about working in a supermarket earlier mm. and um, I could take you to the shelf, the p- a particular shelf with yogurts on it <laughs> in a supermarket that I was working in. Um, I did a graduate scheme with one of the major supermarkets, having been through Bible college and had a, a job subsequently in retail and then got this job in as a graduate management trainee in one of the major supermarkets. And I can take you to the point in the yogurts when I gave up because <laughs> I'd been doing this job for long enough to know that I really didn't like it. <laughs> uh, and yet God didn't seem to be opening doors for me in, in other areas and, and just... To be fair, I wasn't pushing hard, but 
just saying, Lord, I, I give up. It's mm. over to you. <laughs> if you want me to do this for five years, <laughs> 10 years, 15, 20, however many years you want me to do this for, I'll do it. And I felt a release <laughs> in that moment. Mm. Wow. Absolute release. Within three months, I was handing my notice in because God had opened a door <laughs> supernaturally. Nice. In an amazing set of circumstances for us to be uh, moving into a, a church role that had been a sort of promise from God for years before. Wow. But I needed to get to that place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ne filling up that top shelf <laughs> of those yogurts, <laughs> thinking, oh, it's all over to you, Lord. Brilliant. Done, Lord. Yeah. I am done. This yogurt, trust, I'm done. Trust in the Lord. Yes. With all your heart. And that's tough sometimes. I think it's tough, not sometimes, all the time. Because I think Fair a lot point. of the time he asks us something that's not always comfortable. Yeah. He's not about making life comfortable. Mm -hmm. He is about sharpening us. <laughs> and, and that's not always comfortable. Even dating Andy, he wasn't a Christian. And that was a really massive deal for me. Mm -hmm. I, was, well, I met him just before my 31st birthday. And I'd held out and held out for a godly man. Mm. And then along comes this guy. And um, yeah, just felt like he was somebody special and not really understanding. And and it was huge. I kind of had got a bit of a <coughs> sense that I needed to step into relationship with him. But this went against everything I'd stood for. Um, I'd even done a little woman's talk about this and okay. unevenly yoking yourself. I mean, now yeah. I just think, what a joker. Um, <coughs> But I was, I, I kind of then spoke to some really, um, some women I really respect, um, yeah. James, your wife, Sharon, and my friend Christine, some women that I really respected. Mm. They weren't yes women. Mm -hmm. They were women that I really respected in the spirit. They were women that were older and wiser than me and that I know would come back and give a real honest. Mm -hmm. And I think I gave it to about three or four of these women that I really respected. And every single one of them came back with, the, there's something in this, Joey, that you need to step out. So I stepped out and Andy and I started dating. And then by Christmas, this September by Christmas, he said, Joey, they give him your heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to go, uh, A, I hadn't realized I'd not been particularly. Okay. But he yep. was then had brought this challenge that there was part of me, I was always sort of half in, half out. Yeah. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. I think most relationships for me probably finished within about the first two to three months because it was okay. a bit like, Lord, if you're not in it, mm. show me. Mm -hmm. And he showed me normally very quickly and I was okay. out, done. Yeah. Um, and then he challenged me to give him my heart. Mm. And that was huge because I didn't understand this man was not doing church. Mm -hmm. This went against everything that I sure. fundamentally believed in and, and not kind of saved myself to do relationship with someone in my 30s that wasn't going to do life with Jesus. Mm. So I made a bit of a deal with God and said, fine, I'll give him my heart, but this is over to you. I want nothing to do with him getting to know you. If you are calling me to do this, then this is on you. This is your relationship with this son of yours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm hands off. And within the year, Andy'd given his life to the Lord. And within two and a half years of us being in relationship, we got married and the rest okay. is history. And it wow. was that place of, again, do you trust me? Yeah. And God spoke really clearly to me, Joey, do, are you more worried about what everybody else is gonna say mm -hmm. than what you're being called to do? Mm. And it went against everything mm. I'd stood for. 
everything I'd spoken to youth about and spoken to other yep. people about. Yeah. And I still wouldn't say to anybody else. And this is the interesting part. Yep. And we were talking about this previously about some other things that when God convicts you about something, don't go start telling other people yeah. what you should and shouldn't so do. you're not writing a book on you know, the ideal way to uh -uh. find the right husband or Absolutely something. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> what he speaks to you as an individual is you because yeah. it's yeah. a personal relationship with you. Yeah. So if he tells you to do something, then I would probably speak to other friends to say, it's really wise. don't be closed, but sit and ask the father. Yeah. Do not now use my experience to go, hey, it's yeah, free absolutely. fall. And really wise to check out with godly people in your life I as well. I needed to. You got to. I had to be accountable. Yeah. Because otherwise I could have made anything fit. And let's face it, at 31, all your friends are like popping out child number three and you're yet again the single one on the single table and that table was getting small <laughs> at friends' weddings. <laughs> you could easily want to manipulate a situation. Sure. And I didn't want to. And it was really important that mm -hmm. I had accountable, godly women around me that mm. were going to say and keep me accountable to that. And it was a, what are you doing, Lord? <laughs> but again... Do you trust me? Mm. And I am very thankful that I yeah. trusted God because, boy, have I got a wonderful husband and a man that is absolutely right to do life with me, keeps me on my toes, tells me no when I need to, but is 100% behind me in where God's calling me in my life. And, yeah, yeah I would never have thought I'd have walked that journey. But, yeah, again, absolutely. lean not on your own understanding, yeah. daughter. <laughs> and there's, there'll be others in, in church family and, and listening to this potentially who, whose story is very different, who have also s had that sense of waiting. And unlike your story where God seems to have brought you somebody mm. that was his provision, they haven't got that part of the story. Yeah. And it would be really easy to keep asking, well, why, mm -hmm. what happened, what's different about me? And we don't have those answers yeah. necessarily. No. We don't always get the answer to why, do we? Absolutely. But so what do we do when we're trusting the Lord with all our heart, leaning mm. out on our own understanding? What happens if our story doesn't look like someone else's? Mm. That's, that's a tough question, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it is. tough. I think it's that all your heart business. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't know if we ever fully get to that stage where we've fully given our heart in everything. Because I don't know about you guys, I've been mm. walking with Jesus and there isn't a time where he's not challenging me to hand over yep. something else in my heart. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like, I'm like, seriously, how many chambers are there in my heart? Because <laughs> you seem to be unlocking another one and another yeah. one and another one. And I wonder if there is that challenge that, do we ever get to that place where we fully, fully trust and fully, fully surrender in all things? Mm. And I'd want to say no. I don't know. No. I'd still say that there are challenges Definitely. where I, I still need to fully surrender with yeah. all of my heart. Because we're not perfect. And we have heart's desires that are really hard to let go of. Yeah, and some of those are good desires yeah. that aren't fulfilled. And you think Absolutely. of all the, all the desires for health for <laughs> people that we love. And sometimes they're not healthy. And they're in pain and they're going yeah. through difficulty. And that causes confusion and yep. challenge or or healthy hopes that we might have for our life to take a particular course and, <coughs> it, and it doesn't mm. and, and yet nothing wrong with those hopes yep but yet underneath them for all of us god takes us to a place where he is our hope yeah. and that doesn't 
diminish those other things, but it does mean that there's something even greater yeah. than our desires and our hopes and our dreams and our aspirations. That, As we've been talking about throughout this so far, James, the verse you brought about uh, the Lord searching out those whose hearts are completely his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joey, you've brought trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. There's a completeness, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that takes that's taking me decades so far. And and I don't want to get complacent. I'm yeah. I'm as I was telling the story about the yogurts, I got slightly worried. No, worry is the wrong word. Slightly challenged that that story's a long time ago. It's an old story. But and significant and pivotal. Significant and pivotal, but actually God wants to continue doing mm. that kind yeah. of thing, doesn't yeah. he? Yes, and yeah. And yeah. taking us to another layer and another layer and another layer. Mhm. Now this is a challenge, and I try to do it sensitively. It's potentially one answer. Mm. Now, we ask the question of what about people's lives that didn't, stories that don't look like yours, Joeda? Mm. Um, and I think that's a mistake that some people can make. Some people can make. Your story of the yogurts. Yeah. What if you never surrendered at the yogurts? What if you never did? Mm. Now, what if. We're talking about surrendering little bits to God constantly, aren't we? Yeah. What if somebody doesn't surrender? What do their lives look like? I think, well, because we look at, yeah. look at this scripture here. It says, um, he will make your path straight. Now, if you're not surrendering your life fully, mm-hmm. as best as you can, in the places that God asks you, then the counter to that is your paths are not straight mm-hmm. and your life is not in alignment with God and therefore he can't bless you. So I'm sure there are people that get stuck because they haven't surrendered yeah, I themselves. Mean, that, there's plenty I mean, that's, that's just one potential examples of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's uh, one potential scenario. Yeah, sure. There's the, f- the, the flip why. side of that being, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And yes, there are biblical examples, Israelites wandering around the wilderness. Yeah. They, <laughs> 40 years. They got stuck um, and they yeah. didn't trust the Lord. The flip side is that God might have said uh, in my yogurt moment, the yogurt incident, <laughs> um, thank you very much. I'll, be th- I'll see you in 20 years. Hmm. And this is what you're meant to be doing for 20 years. And that mm-hmm. would have needed to be okay because I'd said to the Lord, that'll be o- that I'll serve you here. And God would have, I would have trusted that God would have given grace to serve him in that setting and would have provided opportunities to mm-hmm. be who he's called me to be yep. in that context. Everyone has a, a different, different context. Yeah. 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 And and that would have been okay. It would have needed to be okay. Um, and I guess that would have been the, the test a year in, two years in. Could I still say, Lord, I'll serve you here? I said I would, but will I still stick at it? And and that's some people's realities too. Mm-hmm. Yes. That they're hanging on to in a place of faithfulness where things are tough. Yeah. But they're doing what God's... <coughs> called them to do and my 19 years working in a fruit import export company yeah. <laughs> was mm. not what i was expecting him hey daughter i want you to give up your career and oh and at the same time don't worship me don't sing at okay. all so worship but so don't uh, publicly uh, yeah sing. i private I worship at, yes i yeah. could worship at home yeah, yeah. but when i was in a church setting yeah. i didn't sing worship for four years maybe a bit okay. longer yeah and 
Yeah, but 19 boy, boy years. were you expert in fruit import and export. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you're an no ex- expert, expert at all. In that, you? Do you know what? I wasn't. And I'll tell you why, Prezi, because I was quite grumpy. And I, didn't <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't take it that the 19 years were moments of real ungrace. I'm not going to lie. Okay. There wasn't a let's hop and skip to work and think this is the wonderful thing. And I'm going to serve you here, Lord. You know, it, it wasn't like and, that. And you can't go back and go, was there a shortcut? You <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Submission equals it's one year nine months instead of nineteen. You, d- you just don't know. Do you, you don't you? know. You don't know. And and by God's grace, we're here today. Yeah. Um, with lots of lessons still to learn. Absolutely, yeah. still learning. And anyone that thinks it's they've got it, Can't you want to go all oh dear. There are so many people around us, even even in a church our sort of size, where you get to know people and you hear their stories and you you just humbled by other people's walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. and when you see what people are working through and how they are trusting the Lord with all their heart uh, and leaning not on their own understanding I'm often in my role yeah just brought to my knees with with thankfulness at the people God's put around me Mm. um, who I can learn from and it's yeah just amazing I think that's the beauty of church family isn't Mm. it we are supposed to encourage each other and cheer each other along we are supposed to be the ones that hold you know hold up the arms of those that need it and sometimes that's physically sometimes that's behind them praying going I don't understand this for you but all I can do is be praying and Mm. and that is the beauty of family if you get to know each other well enough Mm -hmm. instead of standing on the outside looking in and prejudging oh it's all right for them or da 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 but when you actually get to know each other and you get to know each other well Mm. you're humbled by everybody's journey because nobody in church has had it easy (coughs) no uh, no no none of us have and we lose sight of that sometimes in our own pain don't we i remember in a a previous context and not this church i was having a conversation with someone and they were they were in their life was tough and they were having a sharing that nobody else had it as hard as them mm. and i i had had this conversation with a few times and i actually took myself to go through our church directory in that church and look down the list and actually one of these times and i don't i don't i'm not proud of myself but this is how the conversation went one mm. of those times when they said oh nobody else has it as hard as me i said actually you may not know this but there are 43 other people <laughs> in our church family who are going through major situations right now that you may not know anything about, but I happen to know a bit of an insight into their situations. And you could kind of see them going, oh yeah, oh, okay. I bet nobody's got it quite as hard as me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, just, you get stuck, don't you? But yeah. people are going through tough things. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, and yet God is gracious in the midst of He that. is. And all he asks us is to trust him, to obey him. Yeah. And he's gentle and loving. Mm and gracious and kind and works all things for the good of those that love him yeah that's a fact this is not just nice little pretty words in a bible Mm. that the religious can just read Mm. it is fact and i could probably say that most people that are in our church family could stand up and say yeah yeah god has done that god has been faithful he is faithful to his words (laughs) he absolutely is and even going through the toughest times where you want to shout and scream at him. And you know what? Don't have a fear shouting and screaming at God. Mm. He's got broad enough shoulders. 
and and I've been so thankful at the times when I've been able to go to him because he'd rather you go to him with that attitude than go elsewhere and if you're going to him and having that conversation and being cross with him and mad and frustrated he would prefer you to do that with him because it's still relationship he'll still want to talk in that he'll still be in that and um, it's in those moments that all of a sudden you turn around and you've yeah. seen him be faithful and you've seen him be good and you don't understand it in the time and in the moment but it's always for our good yep. whether it's knocking out an attitude whether it's mm-hmm. sharpening your tongue whether it's <coughs> doing something nothing is ever wasted when we're going through tough stuff and that is the joy of when you've stuck at it with him you've been mad and cross and frustrated and don't get it (laughs) and then the next minute worshipping him and then mad and cross and the next minute worshipping him when you've stuck at it enough Mm. and you get through the other side or even have little glimmers in the middle of the journey you see that he is at work for good in some area there's something that he is always doing for you or for those around you always always because that's his promise And if we don't believe that, then we're calling into question all of the promises in his word. And that's a challenge. Important how you said it's okay to shout and be mad at God um, and then he speaks. And and I would always just encourage people because this question comes up sometimes. Is it okay to be angry with God? Is it okay to to shout? Yes, in the sense that it's biblical. People in the Bible Mm -hmm. do. But like most things there are two different ways of doing this mm-hmm. and some people just rage at god and then don't listen to what he says mm. and that's that's not okay yeah um because that's just people raging yeah um but what you indicated was is a good biblical way of doing this which is if you find yourself in a place where you ne- you are venting at god you feel you need to then once you've done that to stop and listen to what he's going to say because mm-hmm. he does speak he mm-hmm. does moments i found this always um and i wouldn't ever recommend venting at god as a as a best way of approaching him mm-hmm. but if you're in that place and you know that's where you find yourself and you've done that then stop and listen because there will be a oh, even if it's a whisper there'll be mm-hmm. something that god is saying that comes absolutely uh, immediately after or <laughs> soon after I- interesting you say if you find yourself, are you uncomfortable with the idea of I think venting uh, and having that kind of conversation with God? I, n- Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, it's fine. I think I'm slightly uncomfortable with it almost being, prescri- being prescribed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it feels sometimes as if we encourage people to do that mm. and, and, and not get beyond that. Yes. That there's nothing afterwards. It's okay, just a vent. You know, just you tell God how angry you are, and that's the end of it. And, and yet, it's only part of a story. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's only, you know, it's there's, it's, it's just a, a, a step on a journey somewhere. So yes, of course, it's. And I, my, I suppose my nervousness is because it's never biblically taught as a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things we observe people doing. So we observe Elijah moaning to God. We observe the psalmists venting at God. We observe, it happens a lot. There's a <laughs> lot of people who have <laughs> a good go at God. But but they're never told to. Yep. It's never held up as a good example. No. It's just something that people do. So I suppose that's my slight nervousness is mm-hmm. that there's a lot of stuff that happens in the Bible that we're not necessarily encouraged to emulate but sometimes we find ourselves doing. And I'm, I'm just drawing mm. that separation, I suppose. I think the way you've said it is very balanced. And I think that I think 
I like about venting to God is it's being honest. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Honesty's an really honest important. relationship. Yeah. And yeah. He knows that you're upset or angry anyway, yeah. so yeah. why not just tell him? So that's, it's okay. That's the key, isn't it? It's being honest. Yeah. So don't vent for venting's sake. Absolutely. No. Um, no. Be honest and open with God. He can. He, he knows it already. Exactly. So let's, let's not hide anything. And it's being in relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a freedom to have a relationship with the King of Kings. Yeah. So if you're in relationship with somebody... Why wouldn't you be that honest? I suppose that's that would be my example. Would be if I'm in a relationship with someone, I might want to think before I vent. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we can just vent because we get in a habit of venting, yes. and that's where you get a destructive relationships. Yeah. And I, I don't want to get into that with God. Absolutely. No, not that I can destroy God, but I can destroy my relation. I can yes. hinder my relationship with Him. That's really and good. And I suppose that's where I'm coming from. Well, our relationship with God is likened to marriage, and when it's right, Sho and I can vent to each other and the other one in the right pos- in the right way will just laugh and it's just we just it, it, it's you're saying something serious and you're venting but actually just laugh about it as well because it doesn't you get too heavy oh we have that. the proper arguments as well <laughs> but when say, it's, yeah. if Andy laughed at me and I was venting <laughs> well, I could tell you no. now, there would be steam and it wouldn't be pretty <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no dear. I get that I get do you know that. what I mean the, when you're there's something's not right between us and you yeah. you don't just scream at each other but you're honest with each mm, other and yeah. it's 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 dissolved by and the conversation. I think we've hit on the key which is the honesty isn't yeah. it? That's, that's what we're talking about and so when people are being encouraged to be honest with God and not pretend that's brilliant. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. But recognise that there's a bigger perspective than the one we mm-hmm. can, we've got and I think that's what happens. It's like the child who kind of crying and screaming and beating their parent as they're kind of falling into their arms and they're <laughs> upset <laughs> and then eventually there's something that shifts and changes yeah, definitely as they settle down yeah and the, the parent has or the adult has more understanding than the child does um mm-hmm. so as long as we remember that that's that's, well, okay, that's job, yeah. isn't it and then he yeah. got he got the very quick uh did you do this, Joe? Yeah. And Where did you, you do that? When the mountain goes, <laughs> goes Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, there's then that gentle reminder yeah. of, hey, you've lost perspective of who yeah. I am. <laughs> Which is always lovely. Yeah. It's good. We're looking at parts of the Bible that inspire and challenge, aren't we? We are. And yeah. bless. Stuart, yeah. have you got a scripture? Well, I haven't brought one specific one. Um, but I was just reflecting on times when particular passage parts of the Bible have been very meaningful. And going back to my teenage years, I remember um, working in, had a Saturday job in Exeter. I was living just outside. And I had with me, uh, often when I went to, to work, I'd, I'd got a New Testament, bit of the New Testament, translated by a guy called J.B. Phillips and this was a second-hand book and it was letters and papers to young churches and it was Paul's letters to some of the churches translated. It's a bit like a um, how Eugene Peterson did the message mm. years later. Yeah. So it's a little bit like that but a British guy, I think, a British scholar who translated the New Testament in parts and so this was a small paperback um, like the old-fashioned paperbacks used to be and I I would on my lunch break go and sit in Exeter city centre and read Paul's letter to Timothy again and again and his Ooh. letter to Timothy. And I just it just something about this older man instructing a younger man gripped my heart. And I remember 
just reading the challenge again and again. And I'd read other bits, but it was particularly those letters that that gripped me. And I found such encouragement to uh, to trust God and to take seriously His mm. word and His call. And and yeah, so that those wow. you know, I'm, I'm reading from one Timothy six. Um, but you, man of God, flee all this. And he's talking about all the things that that, that we might uh, get caught up in. Uh, we've been talking about this tonight, actually. Mm. Um, I'll read a little bit before. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kind of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And then we get, but you, man of God, flee all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And it just goes on and on and on. And there's just such wisdom there, isn't there? And uh, this, I, I think I was... A bit like you, Joeda, uh, and again, it's interesting, it's around finance, but was transfixed by this call mm. to flee certain things and pursue other things. And um, I wish mm. I could say I've consistently done that, but I'm so grateful that God challenged me with that at a young age. Yeah. And mm. so th- that particular book and those books were really powerful for me. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. And then to here you are. You know, when you look at the call on your life and how God has worked that out for you and your family, you just think what he was planting within your heart in those years that you were taking your lunch break and reading the word of God. And yet, man, I love it when you teach from the word, Stuart. You have a gift of teaching and it is beautiful and doing the academy that we did quite a few years ago oh, now yeah, the New Testament, the New Testament yeah, Academy yeah. Uh, just for me that just blessed my heart hearing that and hearing that God was already planting something in you at mm. such a young age which you have been able to bless and uh, I've said to you many times from doing that Academy you changed the way I read the New Testament and it, it really released okay. how I'd read it and how God speaks to me through it and wow to know that he was already doing something within you back then is phenomenal I love that. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm so passionate about young people, children, and young people um, having a a personal encounter with Jesus yeah. mm-hmm. if they're in a church context, and if they're not, even you know, just as much. But yeah, God wants to be calling mm-hmm. uh, children, young people, not just to serve Him when they're old and grey and whatever else they might be, yeah. but to serve Him at a young age uh, and not wait. <laughs> so yeah, passionate for that. I love it. Oh man, I just love His Word. Yeah. It's rich. Yeah. yeah. What, are you read, what are you reading now? Um, we, I, I don't know what the time mm. is. How are we doing for time, James? You've glanced at the clock just now. It's 20 to 10. Oh I don't gosh. know how long we've been talking for. Wow. I had no idea when we, we started. We probably ought to wrap up soon, but let's, let's just... I, I'm, I'm reading through the Gospels really slowly. Okay. Um, so I'm in Luke's Gospel at the moment, and I've got to chapter 5, and I, and I might just read a few verses mm. a day. And I'm just sitting with them and finding that really helpful just to sit and ponder and reflect. So this morning I was reading Luke 5, Jesus calling the first disciples. And uh, we're praying into and reflecting on different aspects of the church's life at the moment and ministry. And 
and then I read this. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets mm. for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Mm. And I was, I have not got a conclusion yet, but I was just struck again. Mm -hmm. The need not to look for what I've caught so far. Wow. Um, and hmm. what fruit we think we've got, whether something's worth it or not, but to seek the Lord and say, Lord, what are you saying in yeah. this season? Because there might be a call to do something that looks foolish. <laughs> that looks like, hey, we've done this before and it's been hard work and it hasn't done, brought any fruit, but actually it's okay. Yeah. This is calling us. So, yeah, that was today's just reflection. And I'm finding that again and again. There's just something often about something Jesus is doing that's gripping me as mm. I'm taking time slowly to read so that was uh, just a few verses today and i love that Stuart, because i'm really aware of the word that you gave um i think was it in march when it was very clear over the church where look i'm doing something mm -hmm. new have you perceived it mm -hmm. and i love that for me as soon as you read that it brought that back to mind okay. of going hey i'm doing something yeah keep watching mm -hmm. yeah i love that it's challenging, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're tired, they were exhausted. Yes, yes. They were blinking exhausted. And, and they were like, experts. We've been doing it all. Yes, absolutely. Here's a Galilean carpenter telling these group of fishermen to <laughs> put out again for another catch, <laughs> you know? But yet yeah. there was something. There was something yeah. about this Jesus guy that stood yeah. there. Because at that point, they didn't know who he was, but there was Not something fully. that or they trusted. Yeah. And boy, weren't they glad they did. Absolutely, hmm. yeah. James, you've been listening to scripture because this is your method of, one of your methods. Well, like Jerry do, I'm dyslexic. So reading okay. is, is a bit of a chore. Yeah. Um, so just, it's on my phone. Mm -hmm. I just play it whenever I'm at work. Okay. I'm a plumber, so it's easy just to not think about what you're doing. You just mm. let the scriptures wash over you. Um, it's interesting, you two have both got scriptures that go right back that meant stuff to you. Mm. I don't have that. Literally, I get gripped by a scripture that I've that I've just recently read. Love yeah. it, and I'll yep. chew on that scripture. Mm. But then I'll move on and find another scripture mm. that, that I love. So I'm going to share the scripture that uh, struck me um, okay. probably yesterday. I think I was reading this. Funnily enough, actually, before we started recording, you s you quoted the scripture. Oh, oh. did I? Yes. Wow. Psalm 84. Mm. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God yeah. than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Mm. Come on. And actually, as you were reading uh, your previous scripture, yeah, yeah there's, there's a connection mm. there, isn't there? Yeah. Not choosing things of the world, mm. but actually choosing godly things. And, mm. and it's, it's rich when you're in the presence of God. Why would you want to mm. choose the world? Would you at all? Yeah. I think the, the challenge is we're not always in that high place, are we? Yeah. Yes. And sometimes we're in the trough. Mm -hmm. And then it's much easier to go astray and choose the things of the world. Mm. That's when you need that self-discipline to choose the godly stuff mm. and not to go down the wicked route, whatever it might be. And then... You, you walk that out through that trough and then you get yep. that sort of, that those highs again. You go, oh. And you, they read scriptures like this and you go, 
yes, I want to be a doorkeeper in the yeah, house of doors because the world is nothing, yeah. nothing in comparison. Mm. It's that self-medicating um, that we have to be really careful about when we're in those valley places, mm-hmm. when we're in those really dry places, that we don't try and self-medicate, that we don't try and self-get ourselves out of it. Right, well, I'll buy that new car or I'll change my yeah. job or I'll yeah. do this or As I'll book another holiday or I'll go and buy some. Yeah. You know, we, we're very quick to want to get ourselves out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I might fast more, I might do this more, try and fix, 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 fix. And I think it's so easy to do that and be yeah. despondent, mm. especially when yeah. you're in a really long valley that mm-hmm. you've been walking yeah. for blinking years. <laughs> yeah. Thinking, right, where's there an escape route and actually it's yeah you end up finding that you're probably grazing your knees trying to climb up this flipping valley and you just think you know what i'm just gonna sit in it i might sulk while i'm in here lord (laughs) (laughs) but actually yeah it's it's that it's that place that you've got to try really hard not to self-medicate yeah because that's when everything else looks that little bit prettier and a little bit more tempting to go well who cares I'm just going to do it anyway. And you think, ah, no, hold on in there. That's when you've got to have good people around you. You have, yeah. Solid good people. Yeah. So I am randomly in Nehemiah. I just started okay. it. So I'd been reading through the Psalms. Yeah. Um, I'd been sitting in them for quite some time. Mm. And then I got to the end of Psalms and I was a bit like... I don't know where to go. Um, as a life group, we're just going to start reading Galatians. So okay. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. want to pre-read it because we love to read it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, where else can I be? Mm-hmm. And then this just stuck Near out. Mile. So I I already made me laugh that I feel like God is going to say something as I literally open it. And I've got one of these um, coloring journals and it's, yes. Let's rebuild the walls. And all of a sudden, there's these pictures on here about rebuilding walls. And I almost instantly, as I started, and I opened up the page and started to read the first chapter, I was a bit like, oh, Lord, what what are you asking me (laughs) to do? So I feel like he's going to be speaking as I'm in this. So I'm I'm with bainted breath (laughs) thinking, oh, Lord. So, yeah, I'm only just in it, but I'm I'm, kind of holding my breath to go, oh, what are you going to ask me to do? Perhaps we can find out in a couple of weeks. It would take me more than a couple of weeks <laughs> to read through it. Trust me, James. <laughs> That's great. Well, we look forward to hearing what God's going to say. I might not want to share, That's just in okay. case it's too challenging That's and you right. hold me to it. <laughs> 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 well, it is lovely. I love this. We say it every time. It's good to be together, to share stuff. And do you know what, guys? Those of you that are listening, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate that you would want to listen to us kind of rib it and rabbit on. But do you know what? Get together with some people and read the word of God. Yeah. Mm. Sharing tonight is rich. It's really, really rich. So, um, Get some friends together, pick up the Bible, read, share, share it on a WhatsApp, do something with the word of God and start these conversations because you'll be amazed of how much it blesses you because I feel like my tank has been filled up tonight, gentlemen. So thank you very much. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, we will be back full team with Obi back with us in a couple of weeks. Have a blessed couple of weeks and we'll speak to you soon. Good night. Good night. Good night.